Well, hello and welcome back, all of my beautiful friends. This is another episode of The Kind Truth with me, Danielle. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about that V word. Now, some of you, get your minds out of the gutter. I'm not here to talk about vaginas. This is not a female anatomy episode. Maybe that's coming down the pipeline, but today's magic V word is veganism. And yes, I know, some of you are going to roll your eyes. Some of you might want to turn the podcast off now. Maybe some of you are high-fiving the air and doing a little happy dance. Before we get into all those emotions, though, let me just say up front, I'm not here to rant. I'm not here to scold or tell people this is the one and only way and this is how you should live and rah. Like, no, that's not what I'm about. Again, I'm giving you the truth in a kind way. So yeah, I'm going to have some facts. I'm going to talk about things that you probably are uncomfortable listening to if you're not already vegan. Maybe I'm going to open the eyes of some people to things that they didn't know. Maybe other people are just going to roll their eyes and continue to go get a cheeseburger. You know what? No judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. I'm just wanting to share some information with you and again, maybe open up the eyes of somebody who is considering veganism, or even vegetarianism, uh, that's another option, but I want to give you the facts and the definitions that are kind of by the book, but I also want to give you my take on it and how I've implemented it in my life with my family. So before I continue rambling on about what it's going to be about, let's just dig in. So first and foremost, veganism. Now what is a vegan? What does veganism mean? A lot of people kind of mix vegetarianism and veganism as meaning the same thing, but that is not the case. So a vegetarian is somebody who will not eat meat, like cow or pig, um, but sometimes they will still eat fish, and sometimes they will still eat eggs, or they'll still consume dairy products. So a vegan is somebody who cuts any animal products out of their life. Most of the time we think of this as being dietary, so no meat, no milk, no eggs, no honey, Um, but a lot of times veganism stems further into your life, such as products that you use around the house for cleaning, or your car, or clothing that you're wearing. Um, it, It can envelop an entire way of life and an entire way of being. So it depends on how you personally take veganism to be. Um, If it's something that you're going to, you know, do by the book and you're going to go through your house and ransack everything and get rid of it, then more power to you. And that's, you know, perfectly awesome because that's the hardcore, full-on veganism. Um, The actual term vegan was coined back in 1944 in Great Britain by a man named Donald Walt. Yeah, Watson, I can't talk. So in that year, he created the first issue of the Vegan News. And I found this information simply, I went on Google, um, I went to the Vegan Society's website. And so I pulled a lot of the facts, things that I had looked into when I first went vegan. So I'm just kind of paraphrasing. I'm not going to, you know, don't want any copyright issues. I'm not quoting anything. Um, But basically, he was looking at what what can we call ourselves if you know we don't want to partake in any animal products whatsoever 
Uh, vegetarian was kind of already mainstream, and even fruititarian was kind of mainstream back then. So he was looking at a way to kind of solidify, this is our group. We do not want any animals harmed in any way, shape, or form. What can we call ourselves? Something easy, something simple. So vegan kind of came out at that point. And um, veganism has three main advantages that a lot of people speak on. This is avoiding any type of mistreatment and slaughter of animals. And not just cows and pigs and horses, but fish and sharks and... I mean, bugs, you know, there's crushed beetles that get used to dye things red. And I'm not going to get into the gross, disgusting details because that's not what I want to do on this episode. But yeah, I have watched documentaries. I've looked at pictures. I have gone into scientific journals and seen how things are cut apart and slaughtered while they're still alive. And it's not something I want to be a part of. So that's one avenue of veganism. Another avenue is, you know, personal health. A lot of people go vegan because they want to take care of themselves. So they want to lower cholesterol. They want to kick diabetes to the side. They want to lose weight. They want to feel good. They don't want to run into um, any of the main health facts that are killing people these days. You know, your heart disease, your high cholesterol, your diabetes, your just, there's a gamut of things that you could have high blood pressure, all associated with your diet. And when I say diet, guys, I am not talking about, oh, I'm going to diet for a week and eat celery and lose 50 pounds. Like, no, that's not a diet. A diet is scientifically the food that is consumed. You go look at, you know, hey, I'm going to look up cheetahs. Their diet consists of gazelles and antelope and small animals on the Serengeti grasslands like diet does not mean a temporary fix to gain or lose weight or whatever is in your brain that's not what diet is supposed to mean society has made diet that word but to me I you know my vegan diet is not like a temporary thing this is a way of life so a lot of people will take veganism into consideration of fixing something with their health which is awesome because that was one of my motivations as well but Again, if you're temporarily doing a diet, you're going to temporarily band-aid whatever your problem is. So, yeah, you might lose some weight and your cholesterol might go down and your blood pressure might go down. But if you go right back to throwing down some Big Macs, I mean, you know, you are what you eat. That's a very valid saying. So health is another big factor of veganism. And another one in the top three is environmental. Um, It has been proven in... I can't, I lost track of counting how many scientific and just, you know, agricultural studies. The, the impact on the environment that factory farming and animal agriculture does is just, it's disgusting for lack of a better term. I'm trying not to get too obviously emotional and whatever about it, but it just, when you look at the numbers, it's, it's disgusting. Um, for example, one hamburger equals 666, uh, 660 gallons of water in order to produce that hamburger. That's equivalent to a person showering for two months. So you think, you know, I'm just eating one burger a week. That's not a big deal. I've cut back. I'm doing, and awesome, thank you. You know, if you want to do that, that's, that's awesome. That little steps, get there. 
But think about the backside impacts of that one hamburger, how much water you're using. When we have droughts, you know, California's burning alive because they don't have enough water. They also have a lot of farming land out there and agriculture land out there. So 5% of U.S. water usage goes to domestic, meaning households. So as people, we use 5% of water in the United States. 55% of water goes to animal agriculture. So that's cows and pigs and chickens that are being raised to be slaughtered and fed to people. Um, that also goes to the grains and corn and other things that are having to be grown to feed these animals. So it's kind of funny, not funny, but I'll use funny. When you take a step back and look at it, like, okay, I'm going to grow five acres of corn. And this is not scientific. I'm just like rambling here. You're going to grow five acres of corn. And then I'm going to take that corn and I'm going to feed it to this one cow. And then this one cow is going to be killed, cut up into pieces to feed this one family. So why, if you're thinking about, you know, economics and really kind of getting the most bang for your buck, why would you not just take that five acres of corn and feed that to people? How many more people could you feed with that five acres of corn instead of just that one cow? Furthermore, why do I want to get my nutrition secondary? I want my stuff straight up. You know, people ask, oh, where do you get your protein from? Well, guess what? I get it from the same place that cows and elephants and gorillas get it from. I eat plants. They eat plants. Those are the biggest, strongest animals, you know, mammals, land mammals. So that's, that's where I get mine from, direct source it. I don't need to eat them to get the small percentage of protein that I'm going to get out of them when I could just get it straight from the source out of the plant. So thinking about it from that perspective, same thing with vitamins and nutrients. By the time we're eating meat, fish, you know, oh, DHA and EPA, that's great. The fish get it from the algae. So why do I need to eat the fish that are possibly tainted with other chemicals like mercury and who knows what else they put into the oceans these days? I can just get it out of the algae and have the straight concentrated stuff instead of having it filtered through this other body. So it's much more streamlined and clean, not just for personal health, but for the animals and for the planet on a big picture. Taking that 40,000 foot view, as my old boss used to say, you know, stop looking at the tree in front of you, look at the whole forest. So that's a lot of what it takes into account for veganism is just looking at, you know, the whole big picture. Um, I mean, it's, I, I could go on for hours probably talking about these facts, um, you know, just the way the state of our world is, is very sad. And nobody can deny that. Nobody can deny that it's getting hotter or weird things are happening. I mean, you know, I lived in Florida. I used to volunteer at Moat Marine Animal Hospital and we had whales, dolphins, manatees, sea turtles that were just sick. They were dying and we lost a lot of them. And a lot of it was human related, hit by a boat or the water pollution, you know, the plastic. I mean, there's islands of plastic floating out there in the middle of the ocean. So one major thing that you want to look at if you're looking into veganism is the impact on the overall environment. Um, it's, you know, it's giving some more relevant examples of that would be, again, what, what I started with going on in Florida. 
um, red tide and the green algae. It's been in the news. You can't deny that you haven't seen at least one picture and, you know, 15 tons of fish being scooped up off the beach is dead. 33 dolphins dying and manatees dying and sea turtles all because of this algae that is flourishing and killing them. And it's causing respiratory diseases in the animals that are both in the ocean and on land, such as the human beings. So what's causing that? Well, there's pollution runoff and that's feeding the algae. So where's the pollution coming from? Well, let's look at maybe the farms and the factories that are just cranking out crap, because that's literally what it is, cranking out crap. And it, so it's just a cycle, guys. It's just a big cycle. And again, I have numbers in front of me. Um, for example, waste. So that's little shit that comes from a farm of 2,500 dairy cows. So you like milk, you like ice cream, you like cheese. Hey guys, I, I too, I was a fan of full-on dairy forever. That was, that was my jam, yo. And 2,500 dairy cows produce the same amount of shit as 411,000 people. Think about that number. 2,500 cows equals 411,000 people. That's a huge difference. That's, that's, that's like all of, you know, a sector of New York taking a dump or only 2,500 cows. I mean, it's, you know, um, deforestation. Hey, Amazon rainforest, you're not looking so good anymore. We've got 91% of Amazon destruction is responsible on behalf of animal agriculture. So they're cutting down 91% of the Amazon so that they have more room for having cows or growing palm oil. That's a whole nother hot topic that I am not getting into on this podcast right now. Um, but just, you know, they want to have room for cows. And uh, I think that's the main one over there. Hogs, I think, are another one. But they got to provide all this meat and dairy and all these other types of foods that are just not necessary. Like, you know, 91% of the forest is destroyed. That's that's a lot of food that we could have taken that can regrow. You kill a cow, the cow can't regrow. You pluck a few fruits from a tree, that tree is going to, you know, grow back the next year with more fruits and it nurture. Um, so just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of the facts up front. Um, you know, again, trying to hold back the passionate side of myself um, just trying to let you know, and if you're not looking at the numbers for environmental purposes, and you're kind of rolling your eyes at me now, like, oh, tree hugger, shut up. Well, okay, let's look at you. Let's look at your health. Stop yourself in your brain and say, am I healthy? Like, legitimately, am I healthy? Because you may only have, you know, one burger, or maybe you go to Subway and get yourself a turkey and cheese. Or maybe you're one of those people that looks at every vegan and just goes, mmm, bacon. Guess what, guys? Processed meat actually has carcinogens that are equivalent to tobacco. So if you want to eat some deli meat or some bacon, you might as well go buy a pack of cigarettes and smoke them because you're kind of doing the same thing to your body. I'm not condoning either of those things, so please don't go do that to try to prove a point. I'm just saying, 
that's a lot of junk you're putting in your body because you like bacon and you like deli meats. So think about it. Before you put it in there, just stop, take a minute, think about it. And like what I said earlier, as far as, you know, getting things secondhand, there's actually been proven fact here that every 100 calories we feed to the animals, we're only getting 12 calories back from their meat or their milk. So we have to eat a lot more of them, but it takes a lot more of that food to feed them to feed us. So I just really want to kind of put those points out there for people to think about um, and maybe open your eyes. And, you know, I have a lot more facts that I can discuss, but I'm not going to make this all about facts and numbers and even though I am a self-acclaimed nerd and I love facts and numbers, that's why I'm such a science buff, um, it's just, there's, there's so much out there. Just do some research, look into it. Vegan Society is a good website. Um, Vegan Food and Living is another one. PETA, I know people hear PETA and think like radical, crazy, sign-yelling people, but they have a lot of really good facts on there as well as recipes. Oh my gosh, the recipes are the bomb on there. Um, one my YouTube video that I made with Tess and we made some cupcakes, that was a pita recipe and those cupcakes are the bomb. I mean, our the girls that live across the street from us, they're like, hey, can we get more cupcakes? So it's, you know, and I didn't say, oh, these are vegan, oh, here's my vegan, no. I just, the recipe came from pita and they're freaking fantastic. So just be open, open to it, looking at it, finding things to help you. Um, Personally, for me, when I went, um, I started out vegetarian, and I couldn't give up my chaise, because I love me some chaise, and like I said in my last podcast, uh, you know, about me, I'm not going to go into that again, but I've had the blood work done, and now that I've been fully vegan, and it's been over a year now, um, I never really had high cholesterol, I was borderline diabetic, but that's, I think, more hereditary a little bit. Um, But I went down 30 points in total cholesterol, and my triglycerides went down 20-something points, and my blood pressure has been amazeballs, and my protein, there's the magic hot word that everybody likes to throw out, actually went up. Yeah, yeah, you guys heard me. My protein went up when I went vegan. So, hmm, just some food for thought there. Um, But seriously, it's the health facts for me have just been tremendous. It's so if you want to make a change and you're not ready to dive into being fully vegan, that's totally cool. Try vegetarian. Try it out. Try to make more vegan things into your diet, you know. I've never had anything vegan. Well, I'm pretty sure you've had an apple or a banana or a piece of lettuce. That's vegan. It doesn't have to say vegan on it. It doesn't have to be in the special section at your grocery store. Fruits and vegetables are automatically vegan. Anything that comes from the ground, herbs, you know, all that stuff is automatically going to be vegan. Um, Also, when you're getting your milk substitutes and your cheese substitutes, Trial and error. There's a lot of them that I've tried that have been straight up nasty for me. And then a lot of them that I have thought have been, you know, God's gift to me because they're just so good. Um, But there's a lot of brands out there. Um, Daya is a brand. Um, Enjoy Life is a brand. Gardein, Beyond Meat, um, Corn, spelled Q-U-O-R-N. 
it's one thing though I will say read labels that becomes a big part of your life when you go vegan uh, you need to check labels because for some reason a lot of companies like to sneak ingredients in so whey w-h-e-y is milk powder and that shows up in a lot of food that you wouldn't think it would need to be in there also eggs show up in a lot of food that you don't necessarily need to have eggs in so just check labels if you are looking to move into vegetarian, vegan, um, definitely check your labels on all foods, pastas, breads, um, anything that's been processed that you're not getting directly from the produce department of your store or farmer's market. Um, I would, I would strongly urge you to please read your labels. So let's, let's move on a little bit. I feel like I've been kind of ranting on this particular section for a little bit longer than I had intended. So I just, you know, I'm really excited about sharing this with you guys and I want to put the positivity on it because really people hear vegan and I get eyes rolled at me all the time and I don't like tote it. I mean, I don't, you know, yes, I have a couple t-shirts that I wear that promote veganism, but I don't scorn people. I, want, I actually heard on a podcast I was listening to and one of the gentlemen said that he's vegan. He's a flexible vegan. So if he goes to a restaurant and orders a salad and there's like a piece of cheese that happened to fall on his plate, he doesn't throw the dish and freak out. He just picks the cheese off and goes about his way. So that to me is a little more beneficial and positive and kind than being the hardcore in your face, how dare you kind of vegan um, because judging others of any kind whether it's race religion dietary preferences I mean it's to me that should almost be in there as part of discrimination because people do discriminate like I mean even at the grocery store you just feel like people automatically if they see you you know shopping in a particular section of the grocery store and they're like oh you're one of them like what does one of them mean I I don't get what that means I don't get why there's so much hate and anger and it works both ways there's a lot of vegans that are like, ugh, you animal killer, ugh, how dare you? And I think personally that it should be a conversation, just like I'm kind of having with you right now, that be open to each other. I mean, I wasn't born vegan. None of us were born vegan. It's it's a conscious decision. It's something that you learn about and it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes part of you. So why hate on people who aren't there yet? And I say that with a positive note, there yet, because it's veganism is definitely a growing movement. It is a growing awareness. So let's stop beating each other up and let's remember that we're all humans one way or the other. No matter what we look like, where we come from, where we live, we are all human beings, homo sapiens sapiens, and... Let's just talk to each other and ask questions and, you know, not have the hate and the anger that comes behind a lot of this because that's not going to get anybody anywhere. And so just have that compassion for each other. Um, vegans are very compassionate people about animals and animal rights. And I think personally, obviously, I'm right there as well, but I think a lot of the humanity gets lost in it because they're so focused on animal rights and protesting this and that and they forget you know that we're all people that it's 
a world that we need to work on together. So if we can make this a positive thing, then maybe more people will be interested in learning about it. Maybe more people will be interested in trying it. So I just want everybody out there to kind of be open to the conversation. If you have any friends or family that are vegan or vegetarian, or if you're vegan or vegetarian and you have friends or family that aren't, you know, make the conversation just a casual one. Or if you're cooking something, um, I like to joke a little bit with my family when I make a meal and I haven't told anybody what it is or isn't. And I'll put the meal down and we'll all be eating and I'll be like, oh, by the way, no animals were harmed in the making of this meal. And I kind of make a joke out of it, but also let them know like, hey, you've been eating this telling me it's delicious. And oh, by the way, it's vegan. Because I have run into that issue where if I say it up front, then they're automatically in their brains not going to like it. So just kind of ease into it. Don't put up, you know, the stop sign and uh, on either side of the conversation. That's not how it's going to, it's not going to work for anybody. Um, so just, I hope that some of this information has made it to you in a way that you appreciate and a way that you might want to learn more about. It's definitely a topic that is near and dear to me. Um, I have been overcoming a lot of health issues, as I discussed in a previous podcast. And um, fun fact, I actually had allergy testing done recently and found out, which I never knew my whole life, that I was medically allergic to cow's milk. Um, and that actually led me to realize that a lot of people become they say lactose intolerant, but it's because our bodies aren't meant to process milk past infancy. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's been a discovery for me each and every day. Um, and and I, I joke a lot, you know, with some of my friends and family. And, but in, in sincerity, it comes from a good place, guys. I just want everybody to be happy and healthy. And I want everybody to know that there are options out there that don't have to be so harmful. And one last tidbit that I want to leave you with that was kind of mind-boggling to me, so I wanted to make sure I brought it up. Organic, cruelty-free, and vegan. Those are tags that are placed on food items at the store. And I, it comes to mind because I was just at the grocery store right before I recorded this. And you see organic in, or free range or any of that stuff and you automatically assume good, happy. Um, you see cruelty-free and you automatically assume vegan or you see vegan and you automatically assume cruelty-free. But it's not always the same thing and that doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to continue to research that topic because I don't understand how something could be vegan and not be cruelty-free or be cruelty-free and not vegan which would mean cruelty-free is like they're not testing on animals, they're not using animals to um, be the guinea pigs, for lack of a better term. And vegan means there's no animal products in it. So how can it not be one or the other? Because if you're killing the animals to put them in there, that's not cruelty-free. But if you're not putting animal products in there and then testing it on the animals, to me that wouldn't be vegan either. And then, you know, organic is just supposed to be free of hormones and chemicals and other types of things that would be detrimental. So that might be upcoming in another podcast because um, I definitely want to research more on that. But I did just want to touch on that topic in case anybody is going to look into it. Just kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at labels and shopping and make sure that you're making the best choice for you and your family because it is a family affair. You need to make everybody's, you know, 
body into account when you're buying things and make sure that it's the right stuff for everybody and know that in your heart, just feel good about it. You know, don't do it because you have to do it because you want to and enjoy it. So I'm done rambling on. I will leave this topic for the moment. Again, it might come back up in another podcast down the road, but just some food for thought to let you guys in a little bit on the world of veganism and what it means to me and how it's changing my life and making me healthier and happier and really helping my family too. I mean, my husband and daughter are not 100% vegan. Obviously, when I control it, they are, but they do occasionally go out and get ice cream or things like that. Um, He's actually in the background right now whispering cheeseburgers. So yeah, he's going to be actually on the next episode. So you guys will get to meet him because I want him to weigh in on this whole veganism topic since he's not fully vegan but he lives with me and I've been a hardcore animal fanatic my whole life and after going vegan it kind of come to full fruition here and so yeah that'll be the next podcast I'll have him on to kind of weigh in from a male perspective and from you know what it what it means to him and how he likes it or doesn't like it and kind of give you guys some truth on that matter so I really appreciate you guys listening I hope that you've gained something from this episode and share it with as many people as you like. Um, It's available on all formats and I will continue to check in with you guys. I'm kind of on every 13 day schedule because that's my lucky number. So I will see you in about 13 days from now. Remember, always be kind to yourself, to others, and to the world. I love you guys. Have a kind, awesome day.